You're watching. Um, dude, you know what? We I spent the weekend. What's doing, that? I showed my son. Uh, do you remember the show Kids in the Hall? Oh yeah. Do you remember the I'm crushing your head bit? Mm-hmm. So this weekend, where I'm in the car, just running around doing some errands with my son, and I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw he's got like his little pincher fingers up, and I was <laughs> like, "Whoa, this kid's crushing my head right now." That's awesome. So I said, "I like looking back, and I, I was looking in the rearview mirror, and I said, what are you doing?'" And he was like, <gasps> and "He's like, uh, nothing." And I said, "You're crushing my head right now, aren't you?" How did you know? How did you know that? I was like, yeah, I showed him the block. You know, you put your hands up, boom, yeah. blocked it. And then I asked him if he had ever seen, I don't know why my eight-year-old son would have seen Kids in the Hall. Yeah, that's I'm like, hey, stretch. did you ever see uh, the I'm Crushing Your Head videos? So we went through, uh, I don't know, three or four of them. It's great. And he was roaring. Yeah. Roaring. And it, you know, the best one, I think it's the best Kids in the Hall skit ever. And if you don't know Kids in the Hall, it's it was a uh, like sketch-based comedy show like- out of Canada. Yeah, Saturday Night Live B version. But, yeah, yeah, but, just not not live yeah. Canadian. And uh, there were some really great comics there. Like Dave Foley went on to have a really good career. A lot of those guys did. I think some yeah. of them ended up at SNL. I think so. Um, but anyway, so the best one, the best, I think it's their best skit of all time is it's the I'm Crushing Your Head uh, rival mm-hmm. where he's the guy who crushes people's heads is uh, sitting outside on like his front porch stoop and he's looking at people to crush their heads and he crushes one guy's head and then uh, he goes to crush these other people's heads and he's like, wait a minute, these heads have already been crushed. And then he sees a guy <laughs> right down the end of the block who's pinching their faces instead of crushing their heads and they have this epic battle that is just the funniest thing. It's like the best uh, 90 seconds of television. It's incredibly creative yet so simple. It's great. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's really creative and simple and just kind of dumb, mm-hmm. which is really the best comedy. That's I, the best comedy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was uh, hilarious though, and it's so much fun. Uh, it's great to share those laughs with your kid. Yeah, I was gonna say what what other comedy? Because I feel like music you can share with kids, but like not a lot of people talk about comedy that that you know you hope your kids think is funny that you absolutely love. Yeah. Well, I think comedy is a little tougher because you have to make sure that you, the child can understand the jokes. Right. You know, music, you're not giving a necessarily an in-depth breakdown of just, what this song is right. saying. You know, right. you can just kind of share and be like, yeah, this song is awesome. Yeah. Uh, or, or not, you know. But comedy is a little different because you have to figure that out with your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have, I remember my dad showed me Three Stooges for the first time. I re- I don't remember the first time, but I just remember thinking that was the funniest thing in the entire world. Yeah, like guys getting hit in the nuts and like hitting <laughs> each other in the face with hammers and stuff. Yeah, right. It was just just got me every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my dad was always um we like to laugh in my family, and yeah. especially when he, I get together with my brother and stuff. My brother and sister and my dad. And my mom is very funny too, but we always have a lot of laughs. Yeah. And he was he kind of raised me on. Saturday Night Live and Animal House. Yeah. We're the things that we We shared. were less Saturday Night Live. We were more Animal House for sure, though. Yeah. Ca- Animal House and Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do much Caddyshack, but Animal House made a big impression mm-hmm. on me as a youngster and sort of uh, all the comedic genius in there, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Um, but it, um, you know, and that's kind of, it's funny because I was just thinking of how wacky 
hour three of today's show was. Hysterical. So we're doing this. We're doing this on. Uh, we're taping this Monday, September tenth. Yes. So if you want to go back and listen to hour three from that day, it's just one of those days that you sort of. I don't know if was it off the rails. Was it sort of like it happens when Todd? Like I think a lot of times it happens when Todd just like for some reason gets Dan. I was trying to think about it. Like when when Todd like make starts making Dan really laugh, yeah. the show just starts going in whatever direction. That is because he just Dan just chases that laughter, um, but yeah, it was, I think it started when Todd was doing the Springsteen thing, right? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Dan was talking about going to see Bruce Springsteen, with who Todd uh, is not a fan of. No, and uh, does a great imitation of. <laughs> and we got some really weird phone calls today. They're not my weird is the wrong word, but just funny phone calls. I think unintentionally yeah. hilarious phone calls. Uh, a couple called in on their anniversary, yeah. and uh, yeah. They they sounded a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The guy wanted to give his best and worst, but Dan asked to talk to his wife, and then yeah, which is a common move. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it felt, almost felt like we caught them in the middle of something rather than they called us. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sorry for interrupting. Is this an awkward time for you guys? I'm sorry. So I heard you mention something about my hairline, and <laughs> what, what was that about? <laughs> that's what. That's the one party really zeroed in on. Was yeah. like, oh, she said something about my hairline. What? Tell me, <laughs> but he should be proud of. He's got a great head of hair. Yeah, he's got a great head of hair. But I think moments like hour three today, or I guess that's not a moment; it's a full. You know, that's a as close to getting off air, Dan, on air, for sure. When you're sort of uh, hanging out at the bar, Dan, and yeah. just cutting loose, Dan. I think that Dan makes Paulie nervous. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think. I think, and and rightfully so. Yeah, because Paul is—he knows that he's the one voice in the room that's going that has to keep the ship upright. Yes, that's—I don't even know if that's a saying. Aimed in the right direction. And we're going in the right course, right? Sure. Because he knows uh, that Dan lately is pushing the limits a little bit mm. with. Just little drips and drabs of comments or little tiny things that he's saying or doing. Innuendo. You're like, whoa, hold on, dude. You can't. Did you just say that? Uh, where normally he wouldn't quite go that far, but he's just kind of dipping his toe, peeking it over the line a little bit. And I think that probably does make Paul a little nervous. I love it. I think he knows that I'll do more to encourage that from Dan mm-hmm. rather than bring him back. Todd is just Todd. Um, and Andrew, Andrew's a little more conservative there but he tends to when the show's really getting loose like that he tends to step back a little bit mm-hmm. he laughs and stuff yeah. but there's he's a little more aware of like wow you guys are really being idiots right now <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay that's fine that's a good way to be that's it's my i would say like my favorite moments are when dan will just come out of this side of the studio yeah and just scream at todd for no reason so, you mean like his side of the studio yeah dan will come out of his side of the studio open the door and the first thing he'll do is just scream at Todd. Like not, what? Not mad, just be like, damn it, Todd! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's just, no, he's not mad at him all. He's just, like, punchy and, like, fired up. Yeah. He, Dan is a big energy guy. Yeah. Right? And he needs to keep his energy up for the three hours. And he goes at a high on a high level, high volume, high whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's so he sings a lot of songs. He does a lot of, like, goofy things. And that, that turns to, <laughs> oh yeah, he's always turning to, he's always got something going on. He's always singing a song and it, it, I think it's just sort of a mechanism for him to keep his energy up. 
Yeah. Because it's hard to talk for three hours. Yeah. I think that's why I like shooting the hoops and stuff. It's great. Yeah. that It turns out that that's actually such an incredibly valuable thing in keeping or just throwing the football around. Yeah. Where you're up and you're aware and you're, you know, using your body and keeping your energy up, using your brain a little bit or something. It's a good exercise. Yeah. I, that that actually might have been the first time I realized Dan was like really funny. I, th- I remember telling my brothers, "It's like Andy was going for a layup or something," and Dan came out of his office and he's like, "Get up, big man!" <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just, and I just like just started dying laughing. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Get up, big man. He is a very funny guy. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um, because and there's a lot of times that I'll see him and I'm like, man, you know, if I did what he just did, it wouldn't be funny. But he did it, and it's very funny. Yeah. You know? Right. Which I you realize when I, I realize it when I repeat the stuff that I hear here outside in the real world, and it does not go ever. <laughs> like, I was out to dinner with my mother-in-law and my wife, and my mother when I was like, who? And I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, very loud in, like, a fancy Italian restaurant. And then, <laughs> My wife is just like, what's wrong with you? Why did you just do that? <laughs> just, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, That's man. so good. Who? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you saying? Why did you do that? Uh, um, we we get some feedback from people who find that really annoying. Yeah. Uh, like on Twitter and stuff like that. We're like, why do you guys do that who thing all the time? It's yeah. so annoying. Like, but then we get people who love it who made a piece of artwork that's hanging in the corner of the studio. It says, who with like four O's? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm like it's just to the left of me. So actually, if you're watching TV, it would be to the right of where I sit. And there's the four, uh, five little um, uh, like voodoo dolls of right. us. We got those made in when we were in uh, New Orleans for the Super Bowl. But yeah, the who thing. I feel like there's people who watch TV and do it too. Yeah. Like they they do the who thing, mm-hmm. which is awesome. That's what you want. Oh yeah. You have to worry about the. You know, knuckleheads on Twitter who don't like who or anything else, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're uh I've had a Yeah, you've had a tough run. I asked for it though. Yeah. I, I mean that was an aggressive <laughs> call. <laughs> you know, I actually I figured out the error on my way. So sometime last week, I exactly five days ago as a matter of fact, I tweeted Patriots are gonna start the season 0 and four this year, won't get their first win until week five in Indy, book it. <laughs> and now there are many problems with this. Did you, how fast out the gate did that come out? And you're like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Ba 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 boom. And then you're just like, oh, no. Well, I thought about it a little bit. Uh, and so I started looking at the schedule, and I was like, man, this Texans game is going to be, that's a tough game. That could be a challenge. I could see the Patriots losing that, um, which I know that the game was never really in question, but it did come down to the very last play, mm-hmm. that game. So. I mean, it, it wasn't that crazy of a call. Uh, even So the Patriots won that, which kind of blew out my entire 0-4 thing, yeah. um, which is unfortunate. But then I was just looking at the rest of the games. You know, next week they play Jacksonville. That's going to be a tough game. I could see them losing that. Then the week after, like the Lions, well, they'll probably beat the Lions, but maybe Matt Patricia being the new head coach, former Patriots yeah. defensive coordinator maybe he could get it and then the dolphins which is their week four game mm-hmm. the dolphins always beat the patriots once a year it seems like in my yeah. head in my head that is absolutely not factually true but in my head the dolphins always surprise the patriots once a year so you could still have a very good call potentially 
I could potentially still have a good call in that if they ended up one and three, then I would be like, I'm one play away from making this unbelievable call. Like, get off my back, Patriots fans, because I'm just getting absolutely destroyed by Patriots fans who are like, I don't even know who this idiot is. Why does he have a blue check mark? And like, hey, nice call, bub. You know, like people are just, I'm, we're trying not to curse on this podcast, so uh, I'm not going to Yeah, don't read it. Talk about 99% all the, of them. 99% of them are just, <laughs> just, just savage, but the memes are great. And yeah. uh, a lot of uh, reference to apparently drug use, whatever I must be doing. Um, a lot of people laughing. It's It's pretty hilarious. So then... I knew as soon as the Patriots won, which is good because I am a Patriots fan, right. I knew that I was going to get just absolutely obliterated. Well, I was I was watching the game yesterday, and I, I was just thinking about texting you, and I was just like, oh, no, that's going to be a very, very <laughs> small voice in a crowd. And probably one, he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for hopping in, Brendan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks. I, ne- I okay. needed you to just weigh in yeah. on this just avalanche. It's absolute. My Twitter feed the last week has been an absolute war zone of Patriots fans, but yeah. it's all right. I, but that's that's good. Stir the pot, man. You know, the other problem with that, aside from saying the Patriots were going to start the season 0-4, is that I said they won't get their first win until week five in Indy, mm. uh, which they are playing the Colts, but they're playing them at home. So uh. Uh, a whole bunch of people were like, yeah, this guy really knows his stuff. He can't even read the schedule right. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> fair point. Yeah. And then I wrote Book It, which I don't know why I said that. The whole tweet would have been much better if I had just said, man, hmm. am I crazy or could the Patriots start out 0-4 and pose it as a question? And then they could say you're crazy, but at least I wasn't like, book it. Like, what an idiot. Who says that? Why did yeah. I say that? I don't know. You could have easily just said, like, yeah, wow, the beginning of the Patriots schedule looks tough. What do you guys think? <laughs> right. It's a normal reaction. Why did I do it that way? Yeah. I That's probably this show. Want you to just uh, ramp it up to I, eleven? I feel like part of me just wanted to get a, a reaction out of people too. Mm-hmm. I have a little you bit of that. You enjoy that that, that that punk in you? Yeah, that just wants to watch the world burn a little bit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind doing that on my Twitter a feed here. Self-destructive. Oh boy, we uh, we don't have enough time for a much self-destructive nature in this podcast today's episode, but I'm sure in future episodes we'll dive into that a little more <laughs> because it is just. Speaking of a war zone. Maybe this podcast is just an expose in the ups and downs of your self-destructive uh, behavior. Uh, man, that sure would <laughs> that would be a pretty compelling listen, I can tell yeah. you that. Maybe we'll get there someday. Yeah. A little more self-help for me. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, mm. Yeah, but no, I, you know what? I do have a little bit of that in me. But I think it comes more. I've always had it, though. Yeah, a, it's like a not, mischievous. Not not self-destructive. Well, yes, yeah, self-destructive. But uh, that, like, just why not stick your finger in somebody's eye a little bit? Yeah, that anarchy, that Bart Simpson attitude. Of, you know, <laughs> yeah. like right. I just blame the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Well, we could tell this story. We used to have a game where I would walk into the studio to do my job in between breaks, and you would sneakily flip me off. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, that was a great game. So yeah, so one of the things that I would do is on the air for some reason, I'm because it's just my dumb sense of humor, I guess. But when Brendan Brendan often comes in just before we're going to break or when we've hit break and mm-hmm. you run some camera or do some social media and stuff, and I always try to find a way to give you the middle finger while we're on the air, but nobody can see it. Right. Uh and so I've always enjoyed that game where you can freely give me the middle finger, but I have to like sneak it in and um 
it, it was just a fun thing to do for a long time, and we would find new and creative ways to give each other the finger. And it, for me, that was very fun. Yeah. Uh, and one day, this it just absolutely crushed me. And I don't think I've given anybody the middle finger since. <laughs> but I'm driving into work, and uh, there's this car. You know when a car is pulling up next to you, and you can tell that they're not going, they're not going fast enough to pass you deliberately because they want your attention? Mm-hmm. I felt that coming up on my right side where I'm like, what is with this dude? You know, And I turned to look to be like annoyed at this guy, and I look, and there's just a big smiling face giving me the middle finger. And I was like, that's it. Brendan won. The game over. <laughs> you crushed me. You yeah. absolutely crushed me. You were right. I, it, seeing your face with a big smile and a middle finger was like, I was so, I was so crushed and so happy all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think I started clapping. For yeah. you. I was like oh, applauding. Yeah. Like that, you just, you won the game. Yeah. You won I, the game. I slowed down and let you keep going. Yeah. Yeah, you and did. It's just like, yeah. all right. Yeah. That's it. I'm like, walk off. <laughs> well done, buddy. You won. You did it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great moment. I saw a Prius beam by me on the highway, and I'm just like, "Womp, got him!" <laughs> but then I had to do like a little maneuvering to like catch up to you and get in the right lane, which is a slow lane. So like, right. there's like cars in front of me, and you zip past yeah. me. I had to go around him again. Yeah. The very, very lame Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Just trying to. Yeah. But, uh, so good. You know, one time when I was little, I was at a Yankee game, and. Uh, God, this is so weird that I remember this, but I was at a Yankee game with my dad, and uh, we brought my friend and at the time, uh, his kid Chris. Me and him and our two dads went to a Yankee game together, and the big TV camera swung around, and it was very clear that it was right on us. <laughs> and we were standing there, like, clapping or something like that, and the red light came on, and you were like, oh, we're definitely on TV right now. And my very first instinct was... I should give it the middle finger. Did you? I did not. Damn. I did not. Ah, that's great though. Yeah. Oh my I, god. My I, parents would have killed me. I, there's. I feel like there's a term for that where it's just like mental Tourette's, where you think about like the least, the thing you should never do that you immediately want to do. Yeah. Like I don't know. You're on top of the Empire State Building or something. You're like, oh man, I just want to drop a dozen eggs off this thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Why, know, why would, why I would that m- be what I want to do right now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so glad. Man, you know, maybe I should have given it the middle finger because I pro- my parents would have killed me. Because people, they definitely got feedback saying, hey, we saw Rick and Patrick at the Yankee game. <laughs> flipped us hey, off. Hey, what's with Patrick giving the finger to national TV audience? <laughs> I don't, and it, it was immediate, first thing. Like, oh, just give it the finger. Why? You would have been on Sports Center probably. I would have been. At, Dan would well, have been talking about you. Luckily, it was pre-internet. Uh, yeah, nobody would have remembered that I was the kid that did that. Mm. Well, maybe. Maybe <laughs> you'd be surprised. Not likely. <laughs> I wonder if that would have affected my career. Mm. In sports. Oh, we know you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what though? Like even getting, it's sort of with the uh, the Patriots tweets thing. Like I just don't take it all very seriously. And I, to me, it's funny. Right. Saying stuff like that, or you know, I just don't take sports really. I take my job very seriously, but I don't take sports very seriously, and that might be a problem in sports talk because right. people take this really seriously. Right. I mean, there are people even who don't do it for a living, like a guy who's just you know a nine to five going to work or whatever. But when he's talking football, it's serious. Yeah, you know, and I 
I have to be more conscious of that when I'm just like throwing stuff out, like, ah, this is funny. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and like, no, some dude's really serious about the on base percentage of the Rockies right now. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't yeah. mean it. I, uh, I, I just joined fantasy football for the first time. Yeah, in my entire life, people take that so seriously. Like one guy during our draft, like went bananas because I took somebody. He was gonna, he's like, I said it in the group text that I wanted Engram. Why would you do that to me? And I'm like, I don't know. The numbers looked good. Like, what do you just relax, buddy? Like, yeah. maybe I'll drop him after he plays poorly in the first. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, but like the just the amount of research that people do into their fantasy football draft is serious. Oh, yeah. Like this one guy, one of my friends just texted me. He's like, yeah, the one of the leagues I'm in, you could win twenty five grand. There's 250 teams. Like, wow. oh my god, that's, that's crazy. Wild. But it, I, I think fantasy football is a fun thing to do. I don't do it. It's, um, but it's, it is, but it's fun to do. It's changed how I watch sports because I was before this show. I wasn't a huge sports guy. Yeah, which is funny. Um, and then now that I've started here, I I understand sports a lot more and I appreciate them a lot more and have a lot more respect for them. Yeah. And then now doing this. I know so much more than I realized I did just by osmosis of of being here and listening and watching the it show. It just which is seeps cool. into your head for sure. It's like I can hold conversations, intelligent conversations about sports, which is that's a first for me in my life. I think at some point in life, and this this might just be me because I know that I I feel like I consciously had these thoughts, but at some point in life I made a decision: Am I going to be a sports guy or uh, like other. Right. And I, at the time I was just really, I was younger and I, I've always played a lot of sports as a kid. I played, you know, soccer, baseball, basketball. I played a lot of baseball. That was probably my number one sport. And by the time I got to be, you know, 12, 13, I was getting a little burnt out on it. I was playing in like three leagues, you know, and I uh, got to high school. I still played in high school, but that's where I really, while I was playing all these sports, I was also uh, skateboarding a lot. That was mm-hmm. my real number one passion, my favorite thing in the world. And sort of through that, I really got into music. Although my, I had an older brother and we shared a room for a long time. I have an older brother, still do. Uh, Dave, you know. I love Dave. Um, and he, he introduced me to a lot of music. So at a young age, I was listening to Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and uh, Motley Crue. So I always had that sort of thing going but by the time I was 13 and I was skateboarding really heavily and starting to hang out with my friends that's when music really took over for me and I became less interested in sports mm-hmm. um, and I mean I stuck out soccer and stuck out baseball for the most part I did eventually quit playing baseball but uh, I stayed with soccer through my senior year of high school and then after that it was kind of over for a while and I would just skateboard snowboard listen to music hang with my friends and and I didn't come back to being a sports guy until much later in life when I kind of realized, like, duh, I didn't have to pick. I yeah. could have just done both. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm loving this because, like, growing up, I was terrible at sports. I was just wildly uncoordinated. I was short, but I'm tall now, so I was, like, gangly. Like, my feet were big, and, like, I just couldn't – I was just bad at them, so I kind of just, like, didn't like them. I didn't like watching them. All I wanted to do is, you know, watch movies and – read comic books. And then now, you know, being a late bloomer, like in my twenties, I got better at sports and like more athletic. And I was just like, Oh man, this is what I've been, you know, I kind of wish I had been better at it earlier, but it's, I like now like having that movie knowledge and now sort of now getting into sports is 
kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rediscovering something for, sure. for the first time. And and I kind of get, I was like, oh, I get what people like about this now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. The excitement of it. Like, what happened last night with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I was like, oh, my God. He's, like, on my fantasy team. <laughs> and, like, initially, yeah. like, when he went out, I was like, oh, my God. There it goes. There it goes. Like, my, Oh, great. My I just lost the league. Yeah. And then uh, and then to just come back like that. It's kind of kind of like what Spike Lee said about why he prefers sports to film is like you write a film script, you don't write a sports script. It writes itself. I was like, that's, I like that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things we talked about that like moment of that split that I had where I figured out am I gonna be a sports guy or like a music skateboarding guy. Uh and it was like right around probably when I was twelve or thirteen, something like that. Uh, that's when I, w- I was already into music through skateboarding and listening to like the Ramones and Sex Pistols. And I already loved The Cure. They were one of my favorite bands and they still are. But the thing that sort of really pushed me like head first, way over the edge where I'm not coming back was uh, when Nirvana Nevermind came out. Mm-hmm. That was a huge album for me. That n- changed my life for sure. I was already sort of in that alternative world with like punk rock and stuff like that. But that's where I was like, I just want to dive headfirst into this. It's all I want to do is be on this skateboard. I want to learn to play the guitar, and I want to just do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, And I think that a lot of kids my age had that same experience at the, around that age with that band. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that that's what I feel like a lot of those 90s kids were going through, that angst you guys had. Yeah. He he spoke to it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He captured it well. But we yeah. are that whole Generation X sort of forgotten generation thing that that all I was all wrapped up in that for sure. Right. Um I could that should be a surprise to no one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh did you have a, a band like that that was a a big impact one? I was a weird kid. I liked like Bob Marley. I didn't even smoke pot like when I was in middle school. What was your first concert? Have we ever done that? I don't, my fir- I don't think so. My first concert was less than Jake. Oh no way! Yeah, and uh, they had. I was almost immediately turned off of concerts because they did this thing where like they told everybody like get down, get down, get down. They quieted all the music down and like everybody crouched down on the ground, and then they just like blasted music and everybody jumped up. And I was <laughs> like I said, I was tiny. I was just got wrecked. <laughs> like took elbows to the side of the head. Fell down on the ground, got my hand stomped on, and then finally, like this, like senior in high school who's the one who took me there, like picked me up and was just like, "Yeah, be careful, man." <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, brutal. That's hilarious. But, you know, one of the guys from uh, Less Than Jake, our homie Jr. He's uh, a big fan of the show. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah. He came here once to the studio, and if I had known that Less Than Jake was your first concert, I would have introduced you. Yeah, that would have um, been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an awesome dude, though. They're a great band. I had a I had a ska thing for a while, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I went. I was good into like reggae, funk, ska was kind of my yeah. genre of choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid. Yeah, pretty chill. That's good. That's a fun one though. My yeah. first concert was Ziggy Marley, Bob's son. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I I think I was in sixth grade maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I went with my brother and a bunch of his friends, and it was Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers with Queen Latifah opening up and then this other, and it was like the nature of the sister tour where she had, um, she had like that big headdress kind of yeah. thing, that era, Queen Latifah. And then another woman named Crystal Waters who had a big single at the time. 
And uh, that was the first time, uh, not only my first concert, but my first time um, seeing people smoke weed. Ooh. It was my first time seeing jello shots as a thing. Nice. I didn't know that jello shots were a thing, but uh, I'm not going to say if I had any. Mm. Uh, but I was like, hold up, there's jello with alcohol in it? Get out of here. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, my brother's like, don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. It's like the b- moment I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. It's yeah. great. That's great. I remember my f- my first like full beer also given to me by my brother. Yeah. He's like, Brad, you want to try a Bud Light? <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> for sure. That's gross, dude. It's nasty. Watching yeah. him and his friends party in the backyard. Just like he yeah. invites, my parents are gone and he would like invite me outside and like play beer pong and like make a shot. And I yeah. was like fifth grade, sixth grade or something like that. And everybody would cheer because the little kid there made a shot and then go back into the corner and sneak another beer. Yeah. But Siggy Marley, though, that's good. Siggy Marley had a good run. Yeah, he's just, he's touring now. Yeah. But he's doing, the tour that he's on right now is him, just him doing Bob Marley songs. And, which is cool. Yeah. I like that. But if he would do like another set of Ziggy Marley songs, then I would really go for I'd sure. I'd be into that for sure. Yeah, I would be way into that. Although maybe I should bring my kid to that. That'd be pretty. Oh, that'd be good. That'd yeah. be awesome, actually. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Because he likes Bob Marley. He likes yeah. music. And it, their voices sound very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost, they're like, almost like they're related. I'm so curious with him. Yeah, he's eight. I wonder what if he's going to have those moments, like that band that does it for him. And what is that band going to sound like? Has he had a first concert yet? Oh, man, I should really know this. But I'm, sp- you know, I feel like. So I, oh, he, oh, he, oh, definitely he's been to uh, concerts. He, well, he was young, though. He was a baby. He was still, like, on my wife's chest in a little carrier when he uh, went to go see Darius Rucker. Nice. And he was. In utero for uh, Nirvana reference, mm-hmm. uh, for Coldplay, for Bruce Springsteen, for there's a good chance maybe coming up soon. I'm trying to take him to go see this band Lucero, who I really like a lot, and he he we sing. Uh, Lucero has this song called Texas and Tennessee, and uh, we do an impression of that all the time. And my son loves that song. He loves all of Lucero's songs. He's a big Lucero fan. Uh, and they're playing, they're actually playing this weekend, I'm going to see them, but not with him. And then they're playing Boston coming up pretty soon that I think, I'm trying to get him and my wife to go. Uh, we're all fans, but he uh, he does the best impression of that song. It was Texas, it was Tennessee. <laughs> and it's like his little voice trying to be all gravelly and stuff is hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, so that would be pretty cool. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think my first... My first concert by my not with my parents, but my first like concert concert was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and that that was pretty wild. Just seeing dudes wearing <laughs> coconut bras and stuff, and being like five years old, and being like, "Dad, what's that guy yeah, wearing yeah. that for?" What's Mr. Thompson doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, um, yeah, that was a trip. <laughs> yeah, concerts are a great, a good place for firsts. Yeah, for sure, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, man, this is fun, yeah. but I think we should hit it. Yeah, I'm going to go home. Yeah, okay. Uh, See you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye.